Welcome into the UGA Football Live podcast. I'm your host, J.C. Shelton, in partnership with UGA Wire of the USA Today's College Wire Network. What's up, everyone? Thanks for listening in. Officially summer now, and uh, we are more than halfway through the college football offseason. Just a few more months until Georgia kicks off versus Clemson in the season opener in Charlotte. Um, On today's show, we've got some big news to cover, something to do with a couple of transfer portal gifts to Dog Nation. If you you don't know about that, you will. Um, I'll break that down and, and some recent college football news and then talk through the fascinating Georgia secondary and what the roster currently looks like as well as what starting lineup we'll see line up against the Tigers um, in Charlotte in September. I actually had planned to drop this episode last week, but the portal rumors were swarming. Uh, I had to see what was going to happen there before we you know, wanted to roll out this secondary episode. But that said, let's go ahead and get to it. And I'll start with college football roundup here. Talk a little college football news nuggets. Um, first, the 2022 College Football Hall of Fame ballot has been announced, and there are 26 first-time candidates on it, and one of those is UGA great Garrison Hurst, legendary running back for the Bulldogs, part of RBU, so great to see him and get his name on the list. Next, we have Dan Mullen, signed just signed a three-year extension to be Florida's head coach, and it goes through 2027, and he's now higher paid than Kirby Smart by $800,000. Um, he's now what $7.6 million each year during that extension. So he'll be there to 2027. Um, interesting enough that he is higher paid. I wonder if they did it on purpose. Probably so. He just got a win over Georgia the first time in his career. First loss for Kirby. So interesting to see if Kirby... Um, it gets an extension, and if he's higher paid, I'm sure he will. He'd probably be the highest paid in the SEC before long. Then moving on, we have LSU quarterback TJ Finley. He just transferred to Auburn. Um, Bo Nix still has another year there, uh, so he probably won't see um, that starting position until maybe the next year he'll compete for that. Uh, but yeah, but TJ Finley now transferred to Auburn. I think he did some great things at LSU. He's a really talented young guy, big guy. Um, big runner too. So that'll be interesting to see in a couple years what happens there. Um, and then now moving on to the most important news, Georgia football lands transfers, Eric Gilbert and Darion Kendrick. So a huge week for the dogs who, whose playoff chances just went from, you know, likely to most likely like a lot better. Their playoff chances have gotten. And, and Gilbert is a former five-star number one tight end recruit in the country who chose LSU over Georgia in 2020, but now he comes to Athens to be closer to his family. He's from Marietta. Uh, This addition is huge for two reasons I see. One, Gilbert will give UGA what it lost when George Pickens went down. We lost that deep ball threat who can win jump balls down the field. He's 6'5", 250, can win jump balls. He runs a 4'7 at that size, which which is fast. And Pickens was a guy who who could line up anywhere, and you know you had the upper hand in coverage, especially one on one, right? But Gilbert is that guy, and I expect him to be used in many different ways, uh, but especially at that X position, which is you know usually isolated to one side. And, and the second reason 
this is huge, is that Georgia kept Gilbert from going to Florida. We were just talking about Dan Mullen there getting that extension. Um, you know, a big part of Florida's success last year was Kyle Pitts. And Kyle Pitts had, you know, one of the biggest wingspans um, in the history of the combine. And he, he just got picked um, number four overall by the Atlanta Falcons. Go Falcons. I like that pick. Uh, but he was just dominant. And, and he, a safety couldn't cover him. A corner, nobody could cover him because he's too fast and too long. And he wins every jump ball thrown to him if, you know, placed properly. So they remind he reminds me, Gilbert reminds me of Kyle Pitts a lot. And I think if the Gators were to get him, we could have had another game where we had to be facing, you know, a matchup like that. Pitts absolutely killed us last year, if you don't remember. Um, he just did whatever he wanted to. So I think a big part of this is just keeping him away from Florida. The Gators were definitely in the mix, according to reports. So keeping him out of those hands is big. I don't want to see another game like that, like Kyle Pitts put on us last year. Then on the other side, on defense, we get former Clemson All-SEC cornerback Darion Kendrick, and, and that addresses UGA's immediate need. If you had to look at this team, what do we need? And I was looking through the roster last night, uh, once again, and, and I really found myself saying, wow, there is no spot on this roster where I feel apprehensive about, you know, at all. And and the, if, there, if you had to pick one, and now with you know, these additions, it's not like that anymore. But if you had to pick one, and a few months ago it was definitely the secondary because we lost most of its, you know, the production in the draft and with college football's pass-heavy reality now, and Georgia, you know, has to have a solid pass defense if they want to contend for a title against, you know, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, those pass-heavy teams who all have elite pass offenses. You know, good news is this addition from Clemson, Kendrick, has that ability to win one-on-one coverage. Um, he was first-team All-SEC last year. Will most likely contribute immediately against his for, former team in the season opener. And wow, we see we see Kirby Smart get two elite former five-star recruits through the transfer portal. It's college football free agency, folks. It's, it's like watching, it's like listening and following the NFL, um, how they go through free agent periods and stuff. That's what it feels like with this NCAA is granted this, you know, immediate one-year eligibility. Um, and this would get used to it, y'all, especially these top programs like, Alabama, Ohio State, you know, Clemson, LSU now in the transfer portal a lot too. So these guys are going to keep doing this and it's going to be even more important for them when they're, you know, making money off their name, image, and likeness, which will most likely, well, which starts, you know, July 1st. But as it becomes more important for these players, you know, going to a big place that has, you know, a huge program and can help them get their name and brand out there to help them make money. You know, these, these top programs are going to have all the wealth, right? You're going to have all the players, elite players wanting to come play for you. So, you know, Kirby's, he's really built a powerhouse to where they've, and then these new facilities that just opened up, you know, $80 million facility that we just opened up and to recruits at June 1st, which started the dead, the dead period just ended. So June 1st recruits were able to start visiting top programs or any programs um, and take official visits there but in the last 16 months these guys haven't been able to do that so now they're there they're seeing these facilities george is getting these recruits you know to transfer to them so it's just 
It's interesting to see and watch this Georgia football program evolve into one of the top in the country in facilities, in depth chart now with this roster and how it looks. I was looking over last night, like I said, and man, it's just so many great recruits and guys coming into the program right now on top of just a loaded roster already, right? And we can get into that in the next few weeks, and we will especially, and for sure before Clemson shows up in September, we'll definitely go through each position group and look at them and decide, you know, kind of get a good feeling about what we can see and who will line up where in September. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to this Georgia secondary, the meaning for this little episode here to break down this Georgia secondary because that was my first thought when I heard, you know, Brandon Turnage coming from Alabama, Kendrick from Clemson, Tyke Smith from West Virginia, three players added to the transfer portal. And this secondary is really the only aspect of this roster that has a bunch of questions. You know, like I said, the next is the offensive line, but even there, UGA has three returning starters, right? So replacing NFL talent on defense in the secondary like Eric Stokes, Tyson Campbell, Richard LeCount, Mark Webb, DJ Daniel, it's going to be tough. Uh, but after a big dip into the transfer portal and getting those three guys, Georgia really might be just as strong in 2020. So let's go through this current secondary here with the transfer additions last. We'll save them for last. All right, so we got Nyland Green, who's a freshman this year from Covington, Georgia, highly rated recruit, uh, the best corner in this class. And then Keeley Ringo, 6'2", 205. I love his size there. Uh, redshirt freshman, um, has really put on some weight and is looking great as far as reports go right now. And, and spring football, he played well. So he's right next to Jalen Kimber, also a redshirt freshman, um, Manfield, Texas. Amir Speed is next, and he's our senior returning corner. So the only senior returning corner we have and the most experienced guy by a few years. He's a fifth-year senior from Jacksonville. Um, he's 6'3", 211. He's got the size to match up with almost any guy that he'll face. Um, and then we have a converted running back from this class, Lovisier Carroll. So he converted from running back to DB in the spring and really impressed. And reports were that he was one of the top defensive backs on that team in the spring. So 6'1", 195 from IMG Academy. You got a lot of great players coming out of there. So his competition level, it's high. Um, and then David Daniel, 6'2", 185 from Woodstock. Um, great size on these freshman corners coming in. Like they're, they're built for SEC football, tackling as well, just just beyond defending. And then and Lewis Seen is at safety. Um our returning leader, unquestioned leader of this defense to me, him and Christopher Smith in that leader roles. Um, he's a hard hitter. Remember that hit on Kyle Pitts last year? He, he just goes hard all the time. I love watching Lewis play. He'll be at safety one. And then Javon Bullard, DB, 5'11", 180. From, he's a freshman, and he'll be competing for those safety spots as well and learning behind those guys. Um, and then Christopher Smith, like we just said, um, he's in there as well, 5'11", 190. He put on some weight this offseason. If you haven't seen pictures of him in the spring football, he looked totally different, his upper body. And he had said that he just wanted to get bigger to help stop in the run game. Um, and then we have William Poole. Right behind him is also a senior, Atlanta, Georgia native, uh, six foot 190, could be competing in the star or nickel position. Um, and then Latavius Brini. Star Nickel is where he's going to be. 6'2", 210. He's got the size. It reminds me of Mark Webb. 
And that's where Webb thrived last year from Miami Gardens, Florida, uh, Modern Academy. And then Patrick Taylor, uh, six foot, 175 rusher freshman. And he's along with Jalen Kennedy, who is also a uh, redshirt freshman from Macon. And then Dan Jackson, redshirt sophomore. Those guys are going to be your special teamers, um, your, your deep depth chart guys. Um, so that's that's the roster right now. Let's go through these transfer additions. So we got Tyke Smith, like we mentioned before, 5'10, 198, sophomore from Philadelphia, PA. Uh, he's a freshman All American in 2019. In 2020, he had 61 tackles, 33 solo, five passes defended, and he's a Jim Thorpe Award finalist. Y'all, he, he's a really good safety. You know, Pro Football Focus actually has him graded out as the top returning safety in all of college football. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he can provide for Georgia next year. It's a completely different league he's playing in, so I'm interested to see that. Um, Brandon Turnage. All right, he's the transfer addition from Alabama, um, and he he joined a couple of weeks ago, and we don't know much about him, and he hasn't had much playing time, but he was highly rated out of high school, and uh, you know he's 6'1", 186, from Oxford, Mississippi. He was uh, in 2019. He was the eighth ranked player in Mississippi and the number 11 cornerback in the country, uh, according to 247 Sports Composite. Um, and then last year he played uh, in three games. And it's all playing time there. So he's got some experience in the last year, um, his actual SEC playing time experience. So he can provide that at least for us. And and according to how fast he can pick up things and what his ability is like, we may see him um, up top, towards the top of the depth chart when it comes to corners. Now, then we're moving on to, we already talked about him, Clemson's Darion Kendrick. Um, 6'1", 190. Uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina, first team all ACC, my bad, credited with 20 tackles, one for a loss, six pass breakups, a sack, interception, and a fumble recovery, which he scored on in nine games. And what's interesting about Darion Kendrick right here is um, he actually played wide receiver in high school and quarterback and got recruited as a wide receiver. He was actually the number four wide receiver in the nation by 247 Sports, and then the number 26 player in the nation by 247 Sports. Gatorade Player of the Year in South Carolina. Um, he passed for a bunch of yards and caught um, a bunch in, in high school in his senior year. So Kendrick is a is a big-time recruit, played it all, and I think that ability, and you've seen some of the best cornerbacks are those guys who can play it all, right? It's one of those positions that you can do everything with, and that just helps in your knowledge. As a quarterback, he knows. As a receiver, he knows. Now he's guarding that. So it's, it's really impressive what he's been able to do in his career so far. So I'm excited to see what he can do for this Georgia team. So that's every DB on this UGA roster right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if Kirby adds another through the portal because, um, you know, he's already ratted three and then another one on offense, so you'll just never know. But here is the mock starting lineup, UGA Football Live's mock secondary starting lineup. So at safety, safety one, I've got Lewis Seen. Safety two, I have... West Virginia transfer Tyke Smith. Um, I was going to put Christopher Smith up there, uh, but I'll tell you why in a second that I put Tyke ahead of him. Um, and then star, so, but safety three there, I do have Christopher Smith as safety three. And then star nickel is Latavius Brini. Next up, William Poole. Um, and then cornerback one, Amir Speed. 
CB2 Clemson transfer Darion Kendrick. And then next up there is CB3 Keely Ringo and CB4 Brandon Turnage. Um, so I'm really interested to see how Kirby and Dan Lanning decide to line up against Clemson. Um, I put Tyke Smith over Christopher Smith, who stepped in for LeCount last year. Chris Smith played well, and he's put on weight this offseason to help in the run game. But I think Tyke's ability may just serve best against a passing attack like Clemson's behind the arm of DJ Long name I can't pronounce, and it sounds horrible when I do pronounce it, so I'm just going to skip his last name. But you all know who I'm talking about, number five, Clemson. And and, and it's it's the same story with corner. We know Namir Speed is the most experienced returning corner, fifth-year senior, big guy, 6'3". I expect him to be corner one because of that experience in the system and, and just knowing where to be. But then it's a toss-up, depending on how Kendrick is able to adjust and learn to the system. If he's able to learn the system and the coaches feel comfortable with him, I think he'll be CB2, even CB1. Um, he can straight up shut down guys one-on-one. And he's got the length, he's got the speed, and he, he's used to these Clemson receivers, which I think could help him there. So he may even see him start just just for that reason. I don't know. We'll have to see um, and, and see what these guys tell us in the media days. But we, we've heard a lot of good things about Redford, redshirt freshman Keely Ringo as well. I think he'll contribute a bunch this season, rotate in at nickel. And then, you know, at CB4, I've got Brandon Turnage. Uh, but we could see m- even more of Jalen Kimber there. Again, it depends on well, how Turnage can adapt to the system. Um, and then last last thoughts here on the lineup. The star position or star nickel is interesting because if Tyke Smith winds up starting at safety, we could see Chris Smith step in at star. You know, even though he'd be a bit undersized, he knows the system. He knows where to be, and that's that's a big part of it, right? You don't have to have the size and speed if you know exactly where to be, when to be. You can you can be lacking in those areas and still be a great player. And it's one of the leaders of his of this defense, so I think he would be good there still. Uh, but if not, Chris Smith, Latavius Brini, and William Poole, those guys should be good options there. Um, I think I like Brini for sure. He, sh- he shows he can play downhill. And the Peach Bowl, he recorded two tackles for lost and five tackles along with, you know, LeCount wasn't in there. So he really played well in Cincinnati. I liked his performance there. It really showed us what he could do moving on. You know, and he has another year in the system, another year to grow. So overall, I'm just really excited about this team and this defense because we know this front seven is going to be absolutely elite. Um, this front seven is one of the best in college football. And, and defensive line alone is one of the best in college football. Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Deontay Wyatt. I mean, those guys, those three guys are going to play in the NFL and will be playing on Sundays. And then right behind them, you've got some great linebackers in Channing Tindall and, and Nicobe Dean who just fly around the field. Um, and then on the outside, you don't even talk about it, Nolan Smith, Adam Anderson, two of the top SEC pass rushers. This team is, this team is, is the best team I've seen since 2017 as far as Georgia. I think a lot of people are saying that. But when you really look through the roster and, and look – at what these guys have been able to do in their college career so far, and and that they have a whole other year under a system that they've come to learn now. And then on offense, it's, it's just almost the same. I mean, these guys, but by position by position, it's depth and it's experience. And then you have Todd Monken coming on a second year. So these guys have been under the system for a while now. They got reps in spring. They got reps in some summer already. So And they went to California for 10 days. I mean, it's only June now, the first part of June, and these guys have already gotten more reps with each other than they did of all of last offseason, you know? So this is going to be an elite 
team. Uh, just looking at these guys, and I'm, it gets me more excited. I don't want to you know, put the pressure on too much, but there is a lot of pressure now because of how talented this team is, especially with these transfer additions. Uh, but overall, like I said, I'm really excited about this secondary, and I think these guys can be just as good as they were last year, even losing all of that NFL talent. That's it, y'all. That's the show this week. Thanks so much for listening and following along with us. You can find me at J underscore Shelton underscore on Twitter. And we are at UGA Football Live on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So make sure to rate, subscribe, and review, please. And let me know your thoughts on this UGA secondary and these Georgia transfer additions. Let me know what you think. And let me know how excited you are for this fall season. So until next time, go dogs. Tyler Simmons was on sides. Aggravation stew out of me.